What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Ars. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. We just want to kick it off. Uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, you're listening to this day after Christmas. So um, I hope everybody had a, a great Christmas. And I mean, what are you most excited for for Christmas? I mean, do you get gifts? Like, what are the vibes there? Yeah, you know, I get some gifts. I'll say happy holidays to everybody else. You know, if you don't celebrate Christmas, whatever yeah, you celebrate. Yeah. Uh, I want to be inclusive around here. But yeah, you know, I'll get some gifts. I don't really know. I didn't ask for much. So I don't really know what to expect on Christmas, which is fine. You know, actually probably better because I feel like when you're a kid, you ask for that one thing, like a bigger item, like, you know, mm-hmm. an iPod yeah. or some sort of gaming thing or something. And I feel like you kind of can, I feel like you can kind of expect to get that most years as long as it's like a crazy ask. But this year, yeah, I had no idea what I'm getting. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've really enjoyed the giving gifts process. As corny as that sounds, I kind of like giving a gift and just, you know, seeing people's reactions when they open it up. I'm like, okay, I enjoyed that. So excited to see, you know, how my family react on Christmas day when they open the gifts that I got for them. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge giver, honestly. Like I feel like I'm still at that age, you know, I'm 21 years old, you know, do, do I really need to be buying gifts for people yet? It's my thought process every year. Um, you know, cer- certain people, they get gifts, but I'm not buying gifts for every family member, you know, yet. I feel you. No, yeah, I'm there with you. But like, you know, my immediate family got to hook them up, of course. But yeah, it got me thinking, you know, what's your favorite gift you've received in your entire life? Probably like growing up, what's the most memorable one? That's a tough one. <laughs> I remember one year. So this is when PSPs were, were all the rave. And so my birthday is obviously very close to Christmas. I remember uh, my mom had got me like, cause I was, I was going, my dad, he was a long haul trucker. So I, I had to go like ride with him like 24 hours to Texas. Like it was a fucking long ass ride in a semi. So my mom had got me this uh, PSP with like all the fucking uh, travel kit and everything like mm. uh, car charger, all that, all that good stuff. NBA live 09 at the time. Ooh. Um, and Fire. then another, another memorable one is, uh, the DS. There's a, there's a classic video of me out there. Um, just booing it at Moz. You sent, you guys sent it to me like, probably last year, a couple years ago. I got like a John Cena shirt on the, the vibes are immaculate. That is, that's classic. I would say for me, I would go with my iPod and touch. I remember getting an iPod touch very vividly. We'd go to my mom's side the family on Christmas day, a lot of the time in the afternoon in Kankakee, which is like an hour drive. So I'm always new, you know, if I got like an kicking iPod or Von. something like that. Yeah. Kicking with King Von. Uh, <laughs> I always had to make sure I had my music downloaded before so I could enjoy it on the ride. And I have a very vivid memory of listening to Houston, Atlanta, Vegas by Drake the day I got my iPod touch on the way there. So whatever year that was, uh, 2010, 2011, you know, whatever classic, other than that, there's a classic video of me on our home video mm-hmm. getting a Wii. And yeah, the, the I'm Wii, like, that. a Wii! Like, I scream. It's pretty funny. Maybe I'll insert it if I can have the clip here. Uh, but it was pretty wild. And it's even crazier that that was like a manufactured reaction because like weeks before, I saw the receipt in my mom's purse. So I knew we were getting it. <laughs> well, it was for a game. It was for Mario Galaxy for the Wii. So I knew we were getting it. Or she, you know, she just happened to buy the game on accident. So, uh, but I was still very surprised and very happy so, to have that Wii. So I was, yeah, I, I feel like there's just like some iconic, like DS, Wii, iPod Touch, like you mentioned. Like those are like 
the ones and then PSP obviously that was a, you know, a lesser one well. yep but yeah the, the just some classics there I remember the DS uh, the DS was just like we always had our DSs at Ma's going crazy oh, yeah. I remember I always used to cop Lauren's uh cooking mama just fucking Ooh, grind that shit chef it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fire but as like you know I've gotten older like you said you know you haven't got to that point of giving gifts to everybody as much but I kind of you know over the years have gotten a little bit more and more in that stage I feel like I've got a reputation that I give appliances out a lot so like 2017 probably or 2016 even maybe my sister Lauren and I were at the store looking for you know Christmas gift for our mom potentially and I saw a crock pot and it was like a wi-fi crock pot you connected your Uh wi-fi and you could change the temperature stuff from your app i thought that was like the coolest thing ever i was like lauren yeah we should get this you know split it whatever and she just like took a picture of me and tweeted it and i was like you're not even in on this and then since then i've given air fryers to my family (laughs) two years in a row so spoiler alert this will be coming out after christmas so they'll hear it they'll already know what they got but no air fryer this year (laughs) But the air fryer is essential. I mean, if you have it, I think you love it. Yeah. And we nah, didn't have one until two years ago, and we've been in the game, and it's life changing. I couldn't imagine life without my my. I have a microwave oven, you know, air fryer, microwave oven, same shit Believe there. It. So, yeah, I could not could not imagine life without it. I don't even use my oven. I respect that. Yeah, I think you know I wouldn't. You for old as hell if you use an oven for real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but let's get to today's topic. 2022 is wrapping up. This is going to be the last episode of the year. Pretty crazy. You know, I think 2022 was pretty good to us for our first year of the pod. We thought what better way to wrap it up than to give out some awards, the 2022 second half pod rap awards. We got categories including rookie of the year, most improved, comeback of the year, best lyric, worst lyric, best beat, and then we got to end it with MVP. Let's kick it off, though. Who did you pick as your rookie of the year? I feel like we should have the same answer. I, I think you may have someone else though, but I got I got Mr. Make It Happen, Baby Tron. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, got, I mean, well, just, I think there's two, I think there's two options. Yeah, I, I have, that's what I'm thinking for you. Um, but I mean, Baby Tron just killed it this year. I mean, whether I feel like the social media influence was such a big thing as well. Like he is. I mean, becoming more and more well-known just because, you know, these crazy bars and everything. Spoiler alert. Um, but, I mean, it's just – he's just Mr. Make It Happen, you know? Uh, phenomenal projects. He had uh, – what, what is it? Uh, Megatron. Yeah, and then ben he had Reaper. Uh, Ben Reaper 3. So, the oh. fir- first part. So, we got part two coming as well. And he did not disappoint on either of those. So He did not. I think for Rookie of the Year, there was only two people we go. You either have to go Yeet or you have to go Babytron. Yeah. Are you are you those two people that you thought I would say? Yeah. Yep. And I really haven't decided which way I want to go. You know, you say Mr. Make It Happen. I'm like, I really want to go Babytron. I like Babytron. He's better. the eighth wonder of the world, bro. Come on. He is. You know, he's the prince of the mitten. He's the king of the universe. He's the whatever, the <laughs> emperor of the universe. He's all this stuff. It's got to be Babytron. I love Yeet, but I feel like Babytron feels like more of a rookie. You know, Yeet definitely still a rookie as well, but I think we're just barely getting a glimpse of what Baby Tron's going to do. And I feel like, you know, Yeet is, he's taken so many steps this year that he's almost, he feels like he's past his rookie year. I feel like this is a neck and neck contest though. 
I could see it going either way, but I'm going to go with Babytron just for personal bias. All right. Congratulations to Mr. Make It Happen. You know, you were just naming off all the the nicknames there. That Mr. Make It Happens for sure. Got to be my favorite. All right. Let's move on to the next category here. We have most improved. This was kind of a difficult one for me to pick somebody. This was see how you're going to go. This was extremely hard. I didn't, I didn't want to have any repeat winners. So, I mean, you could see them later in the episode here, but I, I guess I'll just spoil it now. And I got baby Tron here as well. Ooh. So I think you look at the jump from, from Megatron to Ben Reaper three. Like that was something that we like had talked about in the episode. We'd noticed like there was just a clear difference. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the improvement throughout the year, even was just phenomenal. And then Megatron is still a phenomenal project as well. Coming off Ben Reaper 2 in the previous year. Um, coming off Luka Tronchich, great name there. And then Ben Reaper 2, like, I feel like he really just took a big step this year. I mean, and he's still considered a rookie as well. I, I don't know how it's going to be viewed in the public, you know, having a rookie of the year and most improved. But my argument for that is the improvement between Megatron to Ben Reaper 3, so. Okay. I, I see that. That did not go through my mind at all. I was thinking from last project to this project or from last year to this year. And so I ultimately went with somebody who I thought made a big jump between their last project to this project. Last project was a couple years back. This project, my album of the year, it's JID. The jump from DiCaprio 2 to the Forever Story is crazy. I think, you know, the Never Story showed flashes of what we saw on the forever story but the jump between dicaprio 2 to the forever story is what gives him this award in my mind he's crazy and it's not like he went from like you know in nba 2k terms he didn't go from a 65 to an 80 he went from like an 82 to an 89 you know yeah it's still a a big jump like jd proved that he's him this year put out a phenomenal project and really leveled up so most improved goes to jid I, I really wanted to, I was considering boss as well. Another dreamville boy there. Um, just off what he did based in the, the D day. I really enjoyed that, but obviously with no solo work, it was tough to give him an award. All right. Next one comeback of the year. So, you know, in sports terms, it's normally like if they have an injury or, you know, whatever, and they have a good comeback. So this, I found somebody, you know, that maybe didn't have a good last project, followed it up with a good project this time around, maybe, stepped it up sales wise different things you could look at here i guess where did you go with comeback of the year uh my comeback player of the year um you know off a, a really unfortunate incident and everything you know they wrote him off he didn't write back though give me travis scott for comeback player of the year mm. the, the another fe- one that the, didn't even cross my mind but i, I the like your feature head run he went on this year insane you know he came came back with hold that heat pussy and millions you know um uh, down in Atlanta, yeah. that's another one. Raindrops, Raindrops uh, Trance. He was all over. The, his fingerprints were all over the Metro project. I mean, just phenomenal work from Travis. And then I feel like he's really came back and built that hype back up for Utopia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously with him coming back at Rolling Loud while I was there, that was bittersweet. So I like that pick. It didn't even cross my mind for him. A person that did cross my mind, not who I chose, but cross my mind that I feel like is similar would be Chance. You know, I feel like Chance is yeah, building back was... his reputation up with these singles. If Chance would have dropped the album, I think I would have given it to Chance. And if the album was, you know, good, I would have given it to Chance. So I think we could be, you know, 
seeing a chance comeback player of the year next year. Uh, but this year I ultimately narrowed down to two people and that was logic and Brockhampton. I feel like Brockhampton, you know, they were quiet. Some of the projects weren't as loved, but I feel like they ended on a pretty good note. And then logic, you know, I feel like he was as high as you can get yeah. up to like 2016. And then he kind of just became like hated, but I feel like vinyl days was pretty well received. So I'm giving comeback player of the year to logic. I think, Vinyl Days was a very solid project, you know, not in my top 10, but I liked some songs on it. I thought it was cool. I think his image in the, you know, fans eyes is closer to where it was than it's been in a couple years. So yeah, I got to go to logic here. Yeah. Um, surprising pick there that I wouldn't have guessed that um, Vinyl Days for me was more forgettable, but I don't hate the pick. I, I can see what I feel like he's, regain that respect in rap whereas you yeah know, he, he kind of had had lost it so and i don't like find myself going back to vinyl days that much but i just feel like i do respect it like i think it's solid <laughs> and i think that in the fans eyes he rebuilt his legacy a little bit so yeah that, that's my reasoning on that like it's not my favorite project of the year mm-hmm. by any means not even close but i think he did a pretty good job of coming back in some <laughs> sense so Definitely. Go with him. good pick there uh i want to give an honorable mention it's kind of one you wouldn't guess as well, but I feel like the 2021 that Future had was very underwhelming from his 2020 that he had. I felt like Pluto X Baby Pluto was very underwhelming. I also felt like High Off Life was also very underwhelming. And then this year coming back with I Never Liked You and then also just the features that he went on was pretty good as well. So um, shout out Future. Shout out Chance as well. You had mentioned him. So mm-hmm. yeah, like. I like Brockhampton better than Logic. I like Chance better than Logic, but Logic had the big comeback, I think. So I'm going with my pick there. Uh, Next category here, we got best lyric. You know, obviously so many lyrics within every song, so many standout lyrics across the year, but there was one that stuck out to me from the jump. I'm excited to see where your head goes here, but I'll kick us off with this one. My lyric of the year is from When Sparks Fly by Vince Staples. I think if you know and us and you've been following us for a minute i've praised this song all year but the lines you know i'm down for whatever protective of you i don't want to use protection with you but the glove will keep you safe if you ever get loose this is a crazy bar obviously the whole song is kind of a double entendre for is he talking about a gun or is he talking about a girl but then that last line specifically triple entendre but the glove will keep you safe if you ever get loose it could mean a condom protecting you during sex or when you're getting loose, uh, a glove keeping fingerprints off of a gun, and the triple meaning OJ Simpson, the juice is loose, and the infamous glove during his trial. Crazy bar from Vince. Pen game, crazy. Had to show that one some love for this award. That's, I also went with the Vince Staples song here. I wanted to do a Babytron one, but you know, he, he already took his two awards home. You know, he is satisfied. So I went with lyrics off the blues by Vince Staples. What what success but guilt guilt and stress? Ain't too many people had to deal with that. I that's just a just a very deep bar there. I feel like in that's the blues real. that that whole like, I mean you can keep going in there, moving on from what you love. No, you won't ever get them feelings back. Heartbroke, but your ego's still intact. You know, like that just that little area there is flows perfectly, fits the vibe perfectly. The blues is uh, that's probably my favorite. Just, you know, total lyrics out of a, a song this year. So all throughout. That's fire. So. 
I like that a lot. And it's funny because today we were talking about Senorita by Vince Staples. And I was just talking about how much I love that second verse from Vince in that track. When he's like, what would you murder for with name hold weight when the curtains close? Just such, you know, thought provoking bars from Vince. And I feel like he's been doing it for years. And, you know, he's starting to get that respect more and more with each project. And that, you know, you know, he's starting to get more fans with every project. So love to see it from Vince. Glad we're both on the same page or pretty close to it with this award. Somebody very deserving, obviously. Yeah, definitely. But now, you know, most of these awards we've been doing today are positive awards. We had to go with the worst lyric of the year. What's your choice here? I went with uh, off of Churchill Downs by Jack Harlow. I feel like he had a ton of different lyrics he could have chose. But this one, like, just when you say it out loud or even, like, read it, I know my grandpa would have a heart attack if I pulled 100 grand out. So I'm not going to pull 100 grand out. <laughs> That's my choice as well. Got it in oh. my notes. That's what I went with as well. I've been thinking all year, you know, I feel like we didn't even really talk about it that much, that line particularly, when his project dropped. And then we just, like, didn't really talk about Jack again. But that line, I've been thinking about it all year. And I was like, in December, you know, we got to touch on it at some point. You know, Drake comes through with a crazy guest verse on that track. Oh, Drake's verses. Yeah, exactly. And Jack has a pretty solid verse, but there's a couple of lines in there. You're like, oh, what? And then that, you're exactly right. When you like just say that one out loud or read it, you're like, and what? it's not and like by, by itself, it's just so much worse too than like in the scheme of the song. Yeah. Like, and it's not like he's flow. You, you can't really flow with that bar first off, but that bar is the ending to like one of his, you know, sub verses there. Like it goes back into the beat after that. Like, so uh-huh. that it sticks out, you know, it does. Like, it's almost like he thought he did something with it and then it just didn't hit. He rhymed a hundred grand with a hundred grand. I'm so confused. Like, and that's such a weird thing to rhyme unless you mean different things. Like, I don't think he's talking about the hundred grand candy bar. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know like how, why you'd maybe, say that. Maybe his times. grandpa's diabetic. He would have a heart attack. He had a hundred grand bar. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's just bad. It's just not good. We didn't put it in the notes, but is there a song that comes to mind for like worst song of the year? I find it very hard to to like really really find one for that. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think there's that a song that stuck out like that to me. Uh, okay, there was a- one for me. Yeah, there was one for me, and <laughs> I guess I just wanted to talk about. It. That's why I asked <laughs> you. But I was trying to you know work it in for worst lyric, but this one took the cake. But this song as a whole was just one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Truly. And it's No Condom by DaBaby. I would say go listen to it if you haven't. But I don't want to like make you endure that song. So if you've heard it, you understand, I hope. I hope you don't enjoy it if you're listening. It's just truly an awful song. And that's all. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Worst song of the um, year. DaBaby fell off. DaBaby fell off and we were talking about like during the time during the rollout for uh, come home, the kids miss you. Like how big Jack Harlow really could have been. Like we don't have a fumbling the bag award, but I would give it to those two both. I'd create two awards and give them out to him individually. I think the thing is Jack Harlow was as big as ever. I yeah, no, that's yeah, pop wise. I feel like he, he kind of sold out, you know, he was from like the mind he, of rap bands. Yeah. 
Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking to you on the pop side. Like obviously he's doing insane numbers. First class is a mm-hmm. huge track, but I'm talking, you know, just solely rap based. He had a chance to become, you know, one of these superstars, you know, potentially maybe on like a Travis Scott level. So. Yeah. I think in the pop mind, he is that size, which is crazy, but I think everybody was loving Jack. Like everybody that heard Jack in those earlier years was like yeah, big fans. Crazy. Of Jack. Like, yeah. He had some crazy tracks. Cody Banks. I loved uh, river road. I loved just through the night, a whole bunch of tracks. Then even to like what's pop. And you're like, okay, like this is good. Even like, that's what they all say was a pretty good album. I think for rap fans, like everybody was like, all right, this is cool. You know, got some good tracks on it. And then I feel like, come home the kids miss you everybody was just like this is not it which is tough because i feel like up to that point jack had not missed on that level so it's tough to see but i do enjoy jack harlow so i hope he turns it around oh he's come back i see what he did i see what he did for sure like but he just sold out i mean that's just that's what it is for sure and i respect it like respect for sure yeah and like in the eyes of you know our podcast or rap fans as a whole you know it's kind of took a step back rather than where he had that chance to you know take a huge leap yeah i guess the thing might be like he probably has more fans today than he did at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. but it's like i think he lost some of the bigger fans mm-hmm. that he had yeah. at the beginning of the year and he just has more which is you know that's a trade-off but you know jack's winning good for him but i hope he puts that quality project out next year because i know he's capable of it for sure oh 100 all right, let's move on to the next category, though. We have best beat. You know, we do best beat and worst beat, but kind of hard to find, like, a worst beat. Like, I feel like every beat has something where, like, you can see something positive in it. So we decided to focus on the positives. Best beat of 2022. It was pretty hard to narrow this down, I think. Did you have one that you were able to narrow it down to? Yeah, I had to go something off D-Day or something off uh, Heroes versus Supervillains. And... I wanted to go Josie flows, um, but ultimately I decided on superhero. Like that beat is just so iconic, just right off the rip. Um, and it's still something newer, but it's something that's going to stick around, you know, like you're going to hear this and turn into a superhero. I like that pick. I had a very tough time narrowing it down. I feel like there's a lot of different like styles of beats that I enjoy and that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um like, I think I love beats with samples. Like, that's, like, my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, that was. So, you know, trying to think about it, I was like, because uh, I narrowed it down to one, and then I was like, you know, it doesn't have that sample that, like, really puts it over the edge for me. So I, I was able to narrow it down to, like, three, and, the, you know, we can talk it through. But <laughs> I narrowed it down to Silent Hill by Kendrick. I love that beat. It's just such a hard 808 just coming Push in. Just, boom. <laughs> like, I remember when Mr. Morale dropped, there was a video going around and it was one of the ones where they just like put a different song over an existing video. And it was like a bunch of Orthodox Jewish people like dancing at an event. And it was Silent Hill by Kendrick over it. And it just fit so well. It was crazy. And then my other two picks were Science Class by West Side Gun and No Yeast by Currency and Boldy James. Two songs with just fantastic samples. So that was what I was able to narrow it down to. I think ultimately if I had to pick one, I would just go with uh silent Hill. Just be, it's just such a hard beat. Like I love it. I listened to it today. And I was like, yeah, that's fantastic. so 
so i've been sending you like more often i've been sending you like when i'm driving you know just sending you songs or like here and there like just what i'm thinking at the time i didn't send it to you but i had the thought when listening to silent hill i I think i'm gonna stand on this take i think kodak black outperformed kendrick lamar on on silent hill the thing is i'm not mad at that like like when i think of that song i do think of kodak so i would almost agree with it yeah he he just that was just such a great verse by him yeah i I think i think of kodak's verse and the chorus from kendrick like i really don't think of kendrick's Mm -hmm. verses i just think of those two parts but and the beat of course so it's a it's just like fantastic song though uh like it's all around it's wild like if you would have told me that kodak is going to outperform kendrick on his own album if you even told me that kodak was going to be on a kendrick album i would have been what are you talking (laughs) about but it worked out so well like kodak really did his thing and Kendrick, you know, matched that energy. A very good performance from them. But I think it's time to get to the award that the people came for. MVP of 2022. The most prestigious honor Second Avenue Pod has given out this year, I think. I think there's, you know, a couple options you go with here. A couple different ways you could look at the award. Who did you ultimately go with? So I have three honorable mentions. I have an honorable mention for Denzel Curry, Kendrick Lamar, and J. Cole. J. Cole would have won the award if he had dropped a solo project. He was just hands all over this year. Just anything he touched just was phenomenal. I've been on that take all year. So if we're going MVP without dropping an album, it's going to J. Cole. But my MVP, rap album of the year, Pusha T. You got to give it to him. Give him his flowers, you know. Um, such a great album with it's almost dry like i know we talk about it and talk about it and talk about it but every time i listen to it it's just just the same feeling all over again so just uh i mean well deserved here for sure um gotta give uh the mvp to the person that had the best album of the year and then you know he also had um a great feature on uh fucking the games album as well um yeah nigo as well there so um, yeah you know, I narrowed down to a couple as well. I think in that conversation, it's Pusha T, it's JID, it's Vince Staples, and it's Kendrick Lamar for me. Those would be my four. You know, JID got my album of the year, but Pusha T is going to get my MVP. Pusha T, you know, I think that Nego feature sets it over just a little bit. Pusha T just, he went crazy this year. He just needed it. Like, Pusha T impressed me the entire year. JID got the most improved, but Pusha T gets the MVP. They both are neck and neck for this award, put out phenomenal projects. But I think, you know, Pusha T just did his thing all year. Like you said, you know, he's been talking rap album of the year. Not mad at anybody that says he does because, you know, he was very, very close to me, top three albums of the year. But he's just him. I said JID is him. There's a lot of people that are him this year that are proving that. But Pusha T, another thing with Pusha T is he's moving like an MVP. You know, he's doing all these interviews saying, I got the rap album of the year, all this shit. You know, he is moving like the MVP because he is the MVP. So facts. I'm with that for sure. Yeah. Pusha T very, very well deserving, especially, you know, so late in his career, he's just doing his thing. He's been doing this for so many years. He's doing it, you know, at a level just as high as he's ever done it. So love to see it from push. And, you know, we got some news about Pusha T coming in the news segment shortly, but, Excited to see what 2023 is going to hold for Bush. 
definitely um I, i'm hoping we get another project maybe a clips reunion um i feel like nothing's off the table you know he's got a lot of things in the works so hopefully not that four-year gap that we just had between daytona and it's almost dry so no i don't think it'll be that long for sure but i think with that being said let's move on to the news and we'll get into that push a t news shortly here let's first touch on the releases we didn't touch on last week's releases during our episode we just talked about our albums of the year so let's kick it off a little bit with last week's projects especially because this week is a very, very light week with it being a holiday. Last week, we got projects from Absol, Little Sims, Lil Durk and OTF, Young Dolph, The Alchemist, Suicide Boys, Chief Keef with a 10-year anniversary, and Zach Fox. Then we got singles from The Weeknd, Juice World, Mike Dimes, Pink Panthers, Murray, Michi Darko, and more. Pretty solid week. Not, you know, the biggest names, but very, very quality projects. I haven't had a chance to listen to too much of the releases from this week yet. I listened to the Alchemist Project and a couple of the singles, but that was about the extent of it. Excited to get in that Absol album, though. I've been hearing, hearing yeah. good things. It's been a minute yeah. since he's dropped. Have you had a chance to listen to any of these projects or um, singles yet? I gave the Absol, like, I feel like that's it's something that you have to, you know, sit down and, you know, I give a good listen to. So I gave it like a brief listen to. But yeah, outside of that, we've been wrapping up these awards, um, finishing up mm -hmm. our top 10 albums. So we've been very busy with listening to other things. So I want to get around to the Suicide Boys, Lil Durk as well. Um, so I mean, just got to get to it. Mm -hmm. I got to get to Little Sims and I got to get to Absol. And then, you know, for the record, if those two are at like album of the year quality, we'll move up to the next year just because we had time to listen to them before we yeah. made our list for this year. But they're both fantastic. I can see yeah, that. I'm hearing know. great things about the Absol one. Like, I'm hearing well great things about Little Sims. I mean, Little Sims went crazy on uh, sometimes I might be introvert last year. So if it's anywhere near that quality, 2023, she could be up there. So we'll see. But yeah, very, very solid week. Let us know, you know, in the comments, all that kind of stuff, if you had a chance to check any of these out and what we need to check out. Uh, and then this week, you know, very, very light week. I saw there's like a project from Oliver Tree, not really a rapper, but he's on the stage at Rolling Loud or whatever. So Dude, <laughs> I'll mention so him. <laughs> I, uh, we had a, so and this is, they went from Oliver Tree to Benny the Butcher to Pusha T. So you can kind of see the crowd that's gravitating there already, you know, getting their spots. The and Coke we, rap fans going crazy. Yeah, we're talking to this dude from like, he's said he's from Boston. He's like some older, he's pretty chill, you know, really chill fan that we had met. And he's like, I, he's got this Boston accent, fucking just this big dude. He's, um, he's like this fucking weird motherfucker with a mullet was over. Here. <laughs> I if I didn't know who Oliver Tree was, I would be so confused if I saw him at Rolling Loud, though. Yeah, uh, that was that's my Oliver Tree memory um, from from Rolling Loud. That's kind of fire. And then, you know, it kind of comes full circle because the only other like notable single that's dropping this week is Black Soprano Family and Benny the Butcher. So we're going from Oliver Tree to Benny the Butcher on the podcast as well, uh, keeping that going. Let's move on to the next news here, though. Like we were talking about, Pusha T, he confirms he's working on another solo album and a mixtape, and he's been seen in the studio with Pharrell Williams, Steve Lacey, and No ID. Very, very strong, you know, production group right there. Very excited to see uh, Pusha T and Pharrell working together again. 
but the Steve Lacey one that got me interested. Like uh, I have no idea what a song with those two would sound like, but I love Steve Lacey. I love Pusha T and would love to see a track between them. I I'm hoping, you know, they, they can get Kanye producing again for, for push, obviously, you know, with everything going on, um, not likely, but you know, just, uh, just so you remember, uh, fucking dream of the past, fucking rock, just phenomenal produced tracks by yay on it's almost dry. So for I, sure. I, I, and wouldn't then, mi- I wouldn't mind some more tracks, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would love it, but other news, push T no longer affiliated with good music and says he's not on speaking terms with Kanye. So it really does not seem like that's going to be happening anytime in the near future, but you know, you never know. Would love to see them work together. Eventually, obviously Kanye, you know, he's, he's on a different level right now. Like a lot yeah. of people cutting the ties. We'll, 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 we'll keep it. Yeah. We'll so we'll leave it at that. Him. But I mean, from a musical standpoint, I love when they work together. So hope to see it, but I obviously understand if it doesn't happen again or for a while, at least uh, next piece of news here. SZA, she sold 315,000 first week with SOS and she's already eligible to be platinum. If the singles are included, very, very big first week for SZA. One of the best projects of the year. One of the best first sales weeks of the year. Love to see that from her, especially after, you know, such a long wait between projects. Obviously the fans were very excited to get into this new project and they showed that with the streaming numbers. So love to see that. Huge W there for sure. Mm -hmm. Next news. Kid Cudi says the Scots album will not be happening. Obviously, I think people kind of started to see this because, you know, they dropped that single in like March of 2020, April of 2020, whatever it was. And I feel like if they would have dropped it in like June, everybody would be going crazy. They would have been loving it. But it's been so long since those two, you know, have collabed on it. The Scots track kind of started to look like, you know, it wasn't going to happen. So good. not really surprising news. Obviously, I know how you feel about Cuddy with everything that's <laughs> happened. But <laughs> but I like the Scots a lot. You know, it was one of my favorite tracks from that year. In 2020, I would have been going crazy for this project. So, unfortunately, it's not coming out, but, you know, stuff happens, whatever. And I guess we'll finish it up with last piece of news. Gunna, he's free. Yeah, it's um, uh, glad to have Gunna back, but it is not looking good for Young Thug. It is not. Hopefully, yeah, I, you know, things start to turn around, but tough. Yeah, prayers up for, for Thugger, you know, um, but I'm glad to have Gunna home. It seems almost like it's just they're communicating for everybody to take these plea deals because uh, I don't I don't think there's a way that Young Thug gets off, unfortunately. Yeah, it is very unfortunate, but you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, things turn around. Yeah, and I mean, from the start, you know, they've said we want Young Thug. You know, that's been there. That's who they want. So mm-hmm. King Slime, unfortunate King Slime, unfortunate situation. So we'll we'll see how it develops and keep you guys updated, of course. But I think that's gonna wrap up the news for this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a great 2022. Very excited for 2023. We'll be back next week with our most anticipated albums of 2023. Going to be a banger. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Peace.